0: Uh, Of course, we want to continue to remember uh, (coughs) Judy and Fred. Judy's sister passed away last week, so we're thinking of you. I want to mention that uh, if you have any desire to help with the storms that have been going through, uh, you know, just mark your checks for storms and Sylvia can send it to the right place. Uh, If you have questions about that, ask Sylvia at breakfast. Uh, Israel seems to be uh, protecting its borders from indiscriminate rocket attacks, so pray for them. Uh, One thing that crossed my radar that's very poignant to us renewing our sanctuary policies is that the archdiocese of the Roman Catholic Church in Baltimore got caught covering up 600 allegations of child abuse. Uh, that, <clears throat> that just breaks my heart because that reflects upon all that work in the church everywhere. And so be in prayer for those Kinds of problems. They are real. They're worldwide. It's why we have, say, sanctuaries where we practice. Nothing gets swept under the rug. Everything is reported. Everything's put on paper, and we pass it on to the local authorities as in a timely fashion. And we let the district and the the West Ohio Conference know that. Starting July 1st, our district will be the Scioto River District, and uh, anyway, um, most of you may already realize this, but our district was uh, about 100 or so churches, and when all the dust settles from disaffiliation, uh, there will be 60 churches left in this district. So, um, I praise the Lord that we've kind of stayed true to the path and we're going to just move forward where we're at. We're going to do church. We're going to love our neighbors. We're going to feed our neighbors. Uh, we're going to keep uh, keep just loving each other. Are there other unspoken requests? Show of hands. Okay, thank you. Uh Joyce is awaiting surgery, so she's being bashful about getting exposed to the flu or anything that might be up. Um trying to think. I haven't heard anything from Don Arledge. Is he okay? I haven't heard anything. Raise your hand. I didn't realize that I hadn't put on my microphone. How many of you could hear me fine without a microphone? Well, God bless you. <laughs> you know, if, if, you're, if you need to take a nap, just turn your hearing aid off, I don't mind. Wow. Do I sound any different? No. Not much. Not much, okay. Anyone want to share a prayer concern as we open for Sunrise service which I think is happening right now. Mm-hmm. I got two. Uh, a friend of mine's stepson Bryson has a lot going on emotionally. Um, he just he has a counseling. so we'll see how well he does with that. And then I call a friend of mine who's part of Campus Crusade. Vanessa is getting ready to have a double vasectomy at the beginning of May for breast cancer. They just found it. So she's on the path of getting all that taken care of for breast cancer. First name? Her name is Vanessa. The little boy is Bryson. Anybody else? Pray for pray for our lighting. We may if we're going to meet when it's dark outside. We may need to pray about having some extra lighting. But what we only do that once or twice a year. Okay, twice. Anybody else have a prayer concern? Whoever prayed for me to be be here, uh, thank you because. I wasn't sure what I got up. <laughs> anyway. I blame it all on my medicine, right? Everybody nod your head if you understand. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's open with prayer. Eternal and gracious Lord, we know that you are here with us. We have shouted Happy Easter to each other and to you, dear God. Because we know that this morning is where we celebrate the risen Jesus, your only begotten Son and his eternal ministry of healing, his eternal ministry of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and his eternal ministry of hope for the future and we know that Jesus will come again We know that you heard all our requests for prayers and surgeries and healing and miracles of all sorts. Throughout this neighborhood and throughout the world, we know that you're needed. And we ask to be courageous disciples, empowered by your Holy Spirit, so that we can live out our callings in the name of Jesus and all God's people said together, "Amen." amen. <inton tones> so we've done prayers, announcements. Uh. Cheryl sends a thank you. Yes, she does. Okay, did do yeah. you have any more to add to that? Cheryl was very appreciative for all the snacks that Deb and I delivered on behalf of Spring Bank on Tuesday. We thank you very much because it was much needed they not only use this for Easter time, but for after-school snacks. So thank you so much. We also are grateful for the lilies on our altar this morning. We have them in memory of the hitches and in memory and honor of others. Thank you. And now it's time for special music. I didn't see anybody moving, so I was kind of worried. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was. Um, this song is an old gospel spiritual, and it's called The Angel Roll the Stone Away. You would please stand as you are able and we will sing the first four verses of page number 302 in your red hymnal. 302. Let us lift our voices together and pray the Lord's prayer aloud. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. What an exciting morning it is to have Easter sunrise service here. If I've I've done my counting, this is I was trying to i was trying to remember we only missed one easter sunrise service because of covid does that sound right to everybody that sounds about right, sounds about right. Yeah. so that that means that this is my seventh easter sunday with you and i remember some of those way back when and it is so good to see so many of you here thank you for being here i really appreciate each and every one of you. And as we look to the future, the empty tomb is the future. The empty tomb is our future also. And we know that Jesus left, but he didn't leave us unattended. He left his Holy Spirit to empower each of us He left his healing graces. And I thank God that the word, the printed story, survives. Now I'm in chapter 20 of St. John. I'm starting with the first verse. So if you want to look that up, you sure can. Hear the word of the Lord. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. I want you to kind of picture this in your, we've seen it in the movies, I'm sure, a number of different ways portrayed. I can only guess that her shock was overwhelming. We know that the Romans had sent guards to be there so that the tomb would not be opened. but it's open anyway. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went towards the tomb. The two were running together but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. The disciple that Jesus loved is probably John and that's the way we kind of figure that out and he was considerably younger than Peter so I'm defending Peter here that he got, he got wore out on the way to the tomb. Now John bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings Laying there. But he did not go in. Remember he's, he's still a kid. Then Simon Peter came. Following him. And went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings. Laying there. And the cloth that had been on Jesus' head. Not laying with the linen wrappings. But rolled up. In a place by itself. Symbolically. That meant that things had been taken care of. So it was kind of a, kind of a, a shock. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, he saw and believed. Now we're gonna go into what he believed and what we believe today too. For as yet they had not understood the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But that's not the end of our study today. So Peter and the other disciple went back home. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she cried, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting there where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, woman why are you weeping she said to them they have taken away my lord and I do not know where they have laid him when she had said this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there but she did not know that it was Jesus Jesus has been raised from the dead he's he's aglow with life And she, at first glance, because of her sorrow, because of her tears, because of that anguish that we all would have in this same situation, she didn't recognize that it was Jesus at first. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary! She turned and said to him in Hebrew, "Rabbona," Which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and she told them that he had said these things to her. I give thanks for God's word and how it has touched my heart many, many times. Most of you that are here, I walk around with a bag of chocolate bunnies and eggs and gave everybody a chocolate bunny or a chocolate egg, and they do have peanut butter in them, so if you have anybody that's allergic, be sure to remember that. And as I prepared, I would look at the old farmer's almanac, and one of the questions about Easter Sunday morning that was in the Old Farmer's Almanac was this. Is it a rainy day? Uh, other than being cold, uh, to, uh, to, as according to my way of reckoning, cold. Uh, it is a beautiful morning and the sun is coming up. And I'm glad we're here together. And my answer to the Old Farmer's Almanac is, No, it's not a rainy day. It is a glorious morning, it's a happy Easter, and I just get a lot of joy out of giving away some chocolate bunnies. Uh, Sorry, the big big ones were too expensive. (laughs) I don't know what happened to the big bunnies, but they were in gold foil, they were beautiful. And I asked the lady at Krugers if she could put them on sale. And she just laughed. She said, not until after Easter, dear. <laughs> she always that particular worker there always talks to me that way. But I recall as a small child being so excited about Easter morning. Because on Easter morning, we got up, went to early the early, early church, and We got our Easter baskets, and then after early, early church, uh, if they had breakfast, we did that, and then we would go visit my granny Wade out at the farm, and she would have a little Easter egg set up for all the grandkids. Now, think about this. My dad is one of 15 kids. So when we went out to Granny Wade's to go Easter egg hunting, it, everybody was at a dead run, and uh, it, it was uh, it was fun. My mom would set up a little Easter egg hunt in the house before we went to early church with our Easter baskets, and my mother is a old timey German background, and so. Whatever we did, we always had to have an accounting of the eggs. Well, when I was old enough to realize what was going on, I have have sisters that are eight and ten years younger than me. Alice is eight years younger than me, and my other sister is ten years younger. And I always thought it was funny to re-hide some of the eggs. And my mom would keep counting eggs and then I would bust a couple of them open and eat them. And then she'd lose count, and she was always upset about that. It was kind of fun to aggravate my mother that way. But then it always ended up that early in May, somebody would be going through the house and say, what's what's that odd over? What's that odd over? And we'd find the egg that I had (laughs) re-hidden. And forgot about it. Not on purpose. I've always been a forgetful person. How many of you have always realized that right (laughs) So, you see, uh, we—and I forgot to bring my Easter basket. I was going to bring my Easter basket, but I forgot and left it at home. I'd have to dump out all my uh, little animal toys that I keep in it most of the year. But that Easter basket was given to me long, long ago in Fort Myers, Florida by the piano gal there. And it's a it's a burl wood basket. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you don't want to drop it on your foot because it will but, uh, You see, from childhood to this day, inside we know, and as adults we know, that Easter eggs are about the, the future about the potential that in every egg, there's a possibility of a chicken. Now, do we dwell on that? No, but we celebrate Jesus not being in the tomb. Jesus is risen from the dead, and when it comes right down to it, the core of who we are as Christians and the followers of Jesus is about this one important part of the message. The tomb did not hold Jesus, and one day Jesus will return to gather up creation, and if by some whatever our bodies wear out and we get, we're buried or put in a tomb of some sort, we know that one day there will be an empty tomb for each of us. And that is the power of the Holy Spirit's indwelling strength in each of you. There's great power over evil. When you know, you shall prevail. When you trust in God, you will be a part of that resurrection morning one day and if Jesus comes in the next few minutes uh, we'll all be a part of it. You say, well how can you speak so confidently, Jim? Because I pray for all of you. You're here because you love the Lord. You're not here just for a lovely breakfast. Well, I'm here for breakfast too. don't want to dwell on that either. You see, we live in a world where in Israel the neighbors fire rockets at each other we live in a world where we turn on the tv and there's been some kind of violent crime perpetrated there and those violent crimes are everywhere violent crimes everywhere we know that our redemption is through Jesus Christ and through repentance we understand that the free gift of god is forgiveness and grace through His Son, Jesus. We claim that. We hang on to it. And, you see, the world is full of many disappointments. Many disappointments. Um, we look for fun and happiness. And that's a, that's, a, that's a key thing. You see, we live in a world that's full of of greed and sin and filled with bullies that want to push people around con men call us every day and try to talk us out of our personal information and seek to get into our bank accounts and steal all our money Uh, and not only that they steal our time because we run and answer the phone or i used to until i switched out i don't have a landline anymore getting so many calls a day i couldn't keep track of it i got tired of answering the phone but all of you have my cell phone number and you can call it you can text me a message anytime day or night and i will respond and i want you to know the important part of all this this junk i mentioned you know the the men on the phone the uh, weirdness on the tv the uh, struggles that are everywhere around us with politics and people talking about politics and everything that's going on in that realm distracting us from sharing jesus it's a distraction it's satan loves for us to be distracted yeah you see these things consume our thoughts, consume our prayer life, and we are distracted. Long a, a, a few years before I retired in Florida, uh, the bishop, his name's Timothy Whitaker, had all the preachers in for message. And in Florida, there's like 700 some preachers. When I was there, who knows how many are part of the United Middle Church today. I don't have enough, I don't even have a clue. And the Bishop told us that, and I wrote it down long, long ago. He says we're moving towards a world where the new normal is changing so quickly that instead of five-year plans for your church, We need five-month plans and are probably better suited to how the world is changing around us. And of course, then a few years later, COVID shows up. I wasn't sure what we were doing almost from day to day or week to week as a church. What was the plan for the future? Every Sunday I sat here during church time and prayed and visited with Mark and we drank coffee so that there was somebody in the building even during the close-down time. Why did we do that? Well, for one thing, I was going crazy just sitting in the house, and I had to get out. Now, luckily, uh, Mary had sheep and cattle to take care of, and ducks and chickens. If you have my sister Alice has chickens, so we, we always had a little something to do. But we needed to understand that the world is changing so quickly. That was one of the requests. Oh Jim, are you having a a Monday, Thursday service? No, nobody's talked about it much, just you. Well, what about Good Friday service like we had in the past where Spring Man can have all the pews filled with all those people from town? I said, I'm not sure what's going on on Good Friday, but I'm not included in the board said what are we going to do on Good Friday and everybody said pray so the world is changing and the needs of the people are changing and we that are up front like this we have to be ready for change when the tomb was empty for Jesus the world changed and from that day to this the world has continually been changing. The way people worshiped long, long ago, they met at somebody's home. There was only 10 to 20 people at most Christian churches at the start of the Christianity. They ate together, they celebrated uh, communion. They would pass around bread, they would pass around uh, the cup. And today we we have a church a little differently than they did. Um, some groups I don't I don't understand it all, but I'm glad we have pews. I'm glad we have carpet. I'm glad we have a PA system. I'm glad we have lights. I'm glad we have central heating. Somebody amen that. I'm glad we have a beautiful facility, and I'm 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 very. I'm very happy with this facility. We, we know that this part of the building is approaching 200 years of age. And we know that as good stewards of God's properties, we do our best to maintain it as is financially feasible most of the time. And you see, the thing is, God sent Jesus to change the world. It is about change. I had a bishop in Kentucky that at at one of the messages I was with him, and I never forget this. He said, in this building, there's only one person that's happy with change. It's that wet baby over there. Everybody laughed a whole lot, but then I thought, eww, grilled So, Jesus came. The world has changed. It will never be the same. And as we move forward, each of us has to allow the Holy Spirit to work through us. When we remember that Mary turned and looked at Jesus, she didn't recognize him. She'd just seen him a few days before, she'd seen him injured tortured and dead his body <laughs> jesus was in a resurrected body it was different it had changed and when she recognized his voice she said rabbi. the derivative of rabbi which means teacher <laughs> Grace is freely given. It's poured out on all of us. And we did the one thing we had to do. You said, oh, I thought grace was free. We didn't have to do anything. Well, you have to respond. You have to say thank you. You have to accept the gift of God. You have to repent, realizing that we've all, and we we all will be sinners and we will continue to make mistakes. We will continue to hurt our neighbors and our family. We will continue to say things that are inappropriate. We're all like that. We, we have imaginations that run wild. We watch crazy stuff on the television. Uh, some, well, I don't know. Does, it, does anybody go to the movies anymore? Raise your hand if you've been to a movie in the last year. <laughs> oh, well, God bless you. I haven't been been to the theater in in years. It's not that I don't want to go, it's just I haven't got around to it. Because I used to go to the theater and watch movies. I like like those presentations where the live people are up on stage. Although I usually do that at dinner theater because then I get to combine my next hobby, which is eating. Let us pray, and then we'll sing he lives. Lord, we thank you for this time together, this Easter sunrise morning. We give you thanks, dear God, that there is an empty tomb. And we give you thanks for all these that are here. Bless and anoint their day. Let them enjoy breakfast together and bless every bit of the food and orange juice and coffee. Lord, let it be a nourishment for our bodies and souls and... We ask in Jesus' name, and God's people said together, amen. 310, stand if you want to. He lives. 310, how many verses? We um, can do all three. All three? Okay. Three or four. 310. <coughs> 310, red handles. Yeah, we're going to do all three. Do all three? Yep. Okay.